Tonight we're going to do the other quarter of Esther. Chapter 2 will go on the next week. I can't complete all of Esther in especially chapter 2. There's a lot more content in 2 than there is 3. So I may even cut part of it short and go to chapter 3. Um, but we're going to pick up on Matthew 18 where we left off. And let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to Sacred Elohim Diamond Light Pro Ministries, both in U.S. and around the world. Uh, this is your local rabbi minister, Kimberly Annapol. Um, we will continue our discussion of Esther and looking at some other verses that pertain to the Father telling us favor. So we left off on Matthew 5, 17 through 19. So let's see what 18 says. And it says, For truly I say to you, unless heaven and earth passes away, one yodel or tittle, and the smallest of the letters, which is the smallest of the letters, will not pass away from the law or the Torah until all things are perfected. So he's saying yod or yodel or a letter or a tittle. It being the smallest of the letters. So he's saying that no matter what's in the word to be written on the heart, not one thing's going to pass until his coming. So let's see. He talks about it in Isaiah also. Isha 33.22 states, For Yahuwah, or God, is our judge. Yahuwah, or God, is our Torah giver or lawgiver. Yahuwah is our king. Or God is our king. He will save us. So there's a hint as to who he is. Okay. So let's go on and see. Jacob or Jacob or James 412 states. There is one Torah giver or lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you condemns who are you condemns others or one authority he's saying here how can we condemn others when he's the only one authority and dominion over all so let's go on and see what he says here matthew 10 and 28 states and do not fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the ruach or the spirit but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and the ruach interesting or the spirit in Gehenna. okay so think about that philippians 1 20 through 27 through 30 states and 27 says only let your conduct be worthy of the message of the messiah so that whether i come and see you or whether i am absent I will hear you of your affairs that with with one mind contending together in the faith of the message I remember what I said Yeshua came he died he suffered he gave us our blood of his blood then he went to the grave and then rose three days later later and is alive ever more so contend the power and think thereof. Okay. And not being frightened by your adversary in any way, which is a sign to them of their destruction and a sign of your salvation. And this from Yahuwah or God. 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of the Mashiach 
not only to believe in him, but also to suffer on behalf of him. Okay. 30. Waging the same struggles and trials with danger, which you saw in me, and now here is still in me. Which is interesting. Okay, let's go on and see what Matthew, or Matthew, 712 says. Therefore, all things you want men to do to you, do the same to them. <clears throat> For this is the teaching of the Torah and the prophets, or the law and the prophets. Again, he's talking about what's in the heart. We are to do likewise, but if they do to us, then we go to the Father in retribution. Matthew 26, or Matthew 26, 64, it says, Yeshua said to them, You have spoken. However, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Okay, so now he's talking about authority there again. Daniel 12, 2, which goes with it. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth will be will awake to some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So he's talking about judgment. Everyone will waken to a judgment. Okay. Ephesians 4.24 states, And that you put on the new man, which is being created according to Yahuwah or God in righteousness and true holiness in faith. Okay, so remember, we must put faith with it being in the heart and mind and written and so forth. That he did not come in to destroy his father's law and creation, but to fulfill his creation and law. Okay, Acts 9.31 states, The house of Yahuwah is built up. So this is what it's saying. Then the called out ones throughout all of Judea, or Judea, Galilee, and Samaria were now at peace. They built up the house of Yahuwah and walked in the reverence of Yahuwah, or God, and in the comfort of the Ruach Hodesh, or the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So it's talking about the past. And the future, what's going to happen again. So now we go to Deuteronomy 4, 2. You will not add to the word which I command you, nor will you take anything from it, so that you may keep the Torah of Yahuwah, your father, which I command you. So don't add and don't take away. This is what Moshe was saying. So again, you're seeing Moshe. Talking this, which is mentioned by Yeshua. Revelations 22, 18, 19, 14, 15, 16. So we're going to go to 8, 14 first. Blessed are those who keep the Torah, that they will have right to the tree of life. And will enter in through the gates uh, into the city. 15, for the outsiders are dogs and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and worshippers of God or other Elohim, and everyone who professes to love, yet practice, breaks the Torah. 16. I, Yeshua, have sent my Malekah, which means a queen, a king, a messenger, anointed one, or an angel, 
to testify to you these things in the congregation of the house of Yahuwah. I am the root of the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So here we see him saying he is who he says he is in an enduring term. So let's go on and see what he says. For I testify to everyone that hears the word of the prophecies of this book. If any man will add these things, Yahuwah will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man will take away from the words of this book, the prof of the prophecies, Yahuwah will take away his part of the book of life. Now, I'm going to give you a clue in. What would be the book of life, I wonder? It talks about the tree of life. And it talks about the book of life later on. From my understanding, when you read the word, the book and tree represent a person and its judgments. So, and Yahuwah, in Yahuwah, and the book of life would be what we read now. That is written on our hearts and our minds. His rules and regulations. That he teaches us through his word. Through many examples. Okay. And out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book. So now he tells you who this book is. The holy book. Interesting. Matthew 19.17 says... But he said to them, why do you question me about righteousness? There is only one who is, is the standard of perfection, and that is Yahuwah, or God. So if you would enter into life, keep the Torah of Yahuwah, or God. So right there he tells you, and this is Yahshua's own words, that if you want the perfection that Yahuwah has, then we have to go back and apply that to our lives in such a way that we understand. You have to have the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. But the problem is the Old Testament, eh, they didn't really listen in faith. Okay, so now we go to 21. Yeshua said to him, if you want to come to perfection of Yahuwah, go and sell of what you have. And give a third tithe to the poor. Give a third of it to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. And you will be walking in Yahuwah's ways. And following him. So there we see tithing is an important part. Of the whole picture. Because it's like a faith offering. Okay. Luke 18.22. Now when Yeshua heard these things. He said to him. You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give your third tithe to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and you will walk in Yahuwah or God's ways and follow him. Mm. So throughout this thing, he's telling you what God's favor is and how to do God's favor. And this leads back to Esther. These are additional things that the father put in front of me. So let's go on and see what it says. Now, Yohanneken or Mark 10 and 22, but he also was saddened by the saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. 
So whoever this person he's talking to wanted favor of God. He wanted to enter heaven through other means. And the only way is through Yeshua, letting go of this life, and then taking what you owe and give a third and tenth of that. So you have a third year tithe and a first year tithe, in a Hebrew sense, of my culture. Deuteronomy 14, 28 and 29 states, Towards the end of the year, the third year, you will bring forth all your income designated that year. The third tithe and store is up within your gates, the house of Yahuwah or God. And then there's an explanation to that reasoning. And then we will go to Deuteronomy 29 and see what he says there. So let me get Deuteronomy here which is important, and we will go and look at 29. It wasn't filled in. Let me see, just to make certain that 29 is here. No. So we'll look at 29. That's an additional. So Deuteronomy chapter 14. I love these kind of lookups because you find a lot of tidbits of information in such a short, minute step so let's see 29 then the levite then the levites because he has no portion of inheritance with you along with the outsider and the orphans and the widows within your gates will come and eat and be satisfied so that adonai or yahuwah your god your god your god okay may bless you in the works of your hands that you do so he's talking about blessing right there again or favoritism. And then we'll go to Genesis 28, 17. And he was afraid and said, How wonderful is this place? This is none other than the house of Yahuwah, or God. And this is the gates, there, the, the entrance, the way to the kingdom of God or Yahuwah. Matthew 23, 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, a warning. Hypocrites. Now, this is the Father's own words. You shut the doors of the kingdom of Yahuwah in men's faces. For you yourself will no, will not go in, nor will you allow those who do come to go in. Mm. Interesting he would say that. So now let's look at Luke 20, 46 and 47. Beware of the scribes who like to walk in the long robes, who love greeting in the market, the front seat in the synagogue, and the best place at feasts. 47. Who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, the same will receive great condemnation so here we see the condemnation of the father okay, so we're going to stop here and i'm going to take a little break and i'll see you guys online i'll see you guys in just a minute because i'm going to take me a break also all right hello and hello out there yes i got a stick in my hand so we're going to look at deuteronomy 26, 12 through 15, and it says, And when you have finished setting aside your tithe 
for all your in, from all your income in the third year, the year of the third of the third tithe, you will give it to the Levites, the strangers, the fatherless, and the widows, so they will eat in your gates and be satisfied. This meant income, uh, grain, fruit, uh, revenue. It was based on a perfect government, based on the Torah at that time in Deuteronomy, and it still applies today. Then you will vow in front of Yahuwah, or God, your father, I have removed this holy portion, my first tithe, from my house. Okay, And also I have given my third tithe to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your Torah or law which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed your Torah nor have I forgotten them. She was telling us our hearts and minds. That's why I got the stick. Our heart. We are to put these things on our hearts and learn them. And our mind, it brings righteousness. Beforehand, you wore a little box here. And usually on the left or right arm, you wore a band with a box that faced the heart right here. And you would pray and you would pray and you would pray. And that would be how... It was represented, but that's not what he meant. He wanted to take the word and make it living with the inside of us, like Adam and Eve first had before they broke it. And many of your other righteous had it in faith. They didn't always wear a box here and here. Not laughing at that. That is a good thing as a reminder, but we need to put in practice what the Father's teaching us, for he is our teacher and not man. Because sometimes men can get legalistic and it leads into a lot of problems, if you know what I mean. Okay, um, um, we read 13. Let's go to 14 now. It says, I have not eaten my tithe in reference to any gods, Elohim or Kefnan, nor have I offered any of my tithes to the dead. I have obeyed Yahuwah or God, my father. I have done everything you have commanded me. And 50 says, look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people, uh, Israel, and the land you have given us, just as you have vowed an oath to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. And some of the retribution is 10 or five, or one-tenth, or one-fifth given. Then in Leviticus, we see this in 31 through 34. Um, it says, if any man will at all redeem any of his tithe, he must add one-fifth to the value of it. So if you redeem that from the church, in return, you're supposed to give one-fifth back to the church. Now it goes on to say, 32, the entire tithe, tithe, a tenth of the herd of your flocks, and all things that pass under the rod, every tenth is holy to God, or Yahuwah. He must not pick out the fine, finest of the bad from the bad, nor make any substitutions. If he does make a substitution, both the chosen animal and also the substitution become holy. Ouch. 
and cannot be redeemed. These are the Torah. These are the Torah, the Torah which Yahuwah or God gave Moshe for the children of Israel on Mount Shinai or Sinai. Then in Psalms 21, 1, it says, Oh, Yahuwah or God, the king rejoice in your strength, in your salvation, how great he rejoices. So it, they're singing a song here. In Psalms, it's David. And <clears throat> we go to Numbers 18.21. It says, See, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes, the tenth, in Israel as their inheritance, in return for the works they perform and do while serving at the tent of meeting. And then in ha um, Hegome or Hakame, it also goes by another name. One, five through ten. It says, Now therefore, or Haggai, it says, Therefore, this is what Yahuwah of hosts says Consider your ways. Consider our ways. You have so much, but bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You you clothe yourself, but there is no warm, none warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages just as, just to put into a bag with holes. Mm. Go up to the mountain and bring timber, a building and build the house. So I will make pleasure in it and be glorified, says Yahuwah or God. You look for much, but lo, I blow upon it. Why, says Yahuwah or God of hosts, because of my house, which lies waste, while each man is busy with his own house. Interesting the Father says that. That is why the heavens above you have withheld their moisture or spirit, and the earth has withheld its yield. Ooh. He's telling the church, this is why we've done bad. People prayed for an answer to this plague. They prayed for an answer of forgiveness. This is why. It tells you right here. He's referring back to what is his that the church has, has taken. He's saying that you use these things to clothe you and feed you and whatever. But yet you don't consider the father and his needs. You don't consider his ways. You don't consider about building his house. Instead, you bring timbers to build the house so that you make so that he will make pleasure in it. And glorify him. But yet, you go, it, you look for much, but lo, I blow up on it. Why? Says God of hosts, or Yahuwah, because my house which lies waste in Israel, while each man is busy with his own home, or his own tent around him. This is why the heavens above you have withheld their water. Or moisture, and the earth has held its yield, withheld its yield. Mm, find it interesting. 
Matthew 23, 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe on mint, anus, and cumin, but have neglected the more important matters of the law, which were judgment, mercy, and faith. Right there he tells you, tithe you ought to have done without leaving the other done. Interesting. We'll go on here and see what he says in some of the other um, readings. Deuteronomy 12, 5 and 8. But you are to seek the habitation of your father, the house of God or Yahuwah, the place to which Yahuwah, your father, will choose out of all the tribes to establish his name. And there you must go, this is done, three times to ordain, appoint, and call. There you must bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes, and special gifts you have vowed to give. Free will offerings, that is done three times a year, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. There in front of Yahuwah, or God, your father, you and your family will eat. You will rejoice in all you have had put your hands to do because God your father or Yahuwah has blessed you you must not not at all do as we are doing here this day every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes so he tells you right there stop listen to what your father has to say whether you're saved or unsaved listen to his words come home Come home to my grace and the salvation of my son, is what he's saying. And then apply what you learn from the living testament inside, that you learn from my words that are living, that give life. Deuteronomy 12, 1 through 4, and then 12, 17, and 18. These are the statutes and judgments, the Torah, which you must observe to do in the land, which Yahuwah or God, the heavenly father of your fathers, is given you to possess all the days that you will live upon the earth. You must utterly destroy all the places where the nations you will drive out worshipped their gods or Elohim on high mountains and on hills and under every spreading tree. Run out Satan, in other words. You must destroy their altars and break down their sacrificial pillars, images of the sun god Baal, and burn their sacrificial poles of Ashtaroth or Asher poles. Cut down the images of their god, god, golden gods or Elohim and Teflon and wipe out the names from those places. Remove everything if you want your land back, in other words. You must not worship Yahuwah your father in such a way. Yahuwah your father or God your father is not a God or El. Standard Elohim is what it means. Since you have not come to the rest and the inheritance Yahuwah or God your father is giving you. So he's telling us we must come to a rest, but yet we have not yet received that. But when you cross over the Yarden or river and live in the land Yahuwah or your or God your father is giving you to inherit and when you give your rest he gives you rest from all your 
enemies around about you and your lives in safety, then there will be a place Yahuwah will chose to establish his name or God. And there you will bring that I that I commanded you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your special gifts, and all the choice things you have vowed to Yahuwah. And choice things can be anything. Um, in a vow, when you make a vow to God, you're going to bring this forward to him. It could be anything. Okay. And you will rejoice in front of Yahuwah, or God, you and your wives, your sons, your daughters, your men servants, your maid servants, and the Levites who live within your gates, since he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Interesting. 17 is the last one. You must not eat the tithe, eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and oil, or the firstborn of your herds and flocks, or whatever you have vowed to give, or your free or your free will offering or special gifts in your own city. Interesting. But you must eat of these in front of Yahuwah or God your father in the place of Yahuwah your father's choosing has chosen. You and your wives, your sons, your daughters, your manservants, your maidservants, and the Levites who live within your gates. And you will rejoice in front of Yahuwah your father in everything you put, put your hands to do. So we definitely see that the Father wants to give blessing, but yet we have to follow through on his orders. Because he is a father of mercy, but yet a father of great recompense. So let's look at 21. If you place if you place where Yahuwah your father chooses to put your name, his name is too far from you, then you may slaughter from your herd or from your flocks. Yahuwah has given you just as I have commanded you and in your own city you may will eat as much as of them as you want take only the holy thing you have and you vow offering and go to the place Yahuwah chooses observe and obey all these words I have commanded you so it will go well with you and with your children after you forever when you do what is lawful. So there he talks about the law on the heart. And holy in the sight of the Father. So we're going to stop there. I'm going to mark this. So we know where we're at. And I'm going to take another break. And I'll see you guys on the podcast in a few minutes. And I'll see you guys here in a few minutes. Hello, hello, everybody. So I'm going to hit and miss a few verses just to tag in. Uh, this is our third session. We got one more session after this, and I'll read one more page and a half, maybe two. And we will finish and call it a night. And then I'm going to go on and complete our Esther series next Friday. And I, ha I will probably have it posted Monday, pre-posted, so it goes out Friday and Saturday. So I have more time. For working on chapter 3 and so forth. I want to get to the chapter where we talk about fasting and prayer. That's the important part because I want to integrate some things in it. 
And the week, the final week of, just part two that, um, come on, I kind of took it off this week because it was birthday. <laughs> um, I kind of like leisure back a little bit and I've been working on my home. So starting the week of the 26th or that Sunday, roughly, Passover starts the 27th. So we've only got less than a week. And Pesach will be here. I'll probably this weekend be ready and for the prophetic community. And we will be talking about the prophetic community. And I will be wrapping up parts of Esther uh, chapter 2 this week. Um, we will go on chapter 3. And I will have it posted early. So I'm just giving you a forewarning. Uh, this will wrap it up for tonight. We will finish chapter 2. And I will start chapter 3, the second segment, on Saturday. Then I will record this week's service. It will go out Monday. It will be pre-posted for Monday and marked. And from here on in, anything dealing with the Dominion for the whole year, we will be hearing either David or the other pastors talking about Dominion. And then we will be going into prophecy uh, we will be doing prophecy. We will talk about Shabbat starting the week of Passover. And we will count the Omar. Uh, I will teach you how to do that. Uh, your Omar actually starts during Passover. Believe it or not, we have Easter in Passover. So this is second year in a row that Easter and Passover overtwine. And we are going to talk about current events and where we're going from here in Bible prophecy. We're going to talk about false prophets, how to identify them, and true prophets, and why my ministry is named what it's named, and why I put Revolution Dove 1 on it. Uh, that will be explained. And the importance of intercessory prayer, uh, and why I constantly talk about it in my ministry, um, being part of the prophetic community, and where I stand with the prophetic community. And, and how God is showing me things. Um, currently with the little church I'm in, I am an, a prophetic intercessor. I've not got the office of a prophet yet. In my own ministry, I have it, um, which is not easy to say. Um, I am the backbones of what I have. And most of mine's online, and I have no one to help me doing anything. So in the near future, yes, but right now, no. So let's continue where we left off on 29. It says, And when Yahuwah your father cuts off the nations from in front of you, and you display them, displace them and live in their land, be careful not to be ensnared into following them by asking about their gods or Elohim, saying, How did how did these nations serve their gods or Elohim? I will also do the same. So he's telling us don't follow after them. <coughs> 31 states. You must not worship your father or Yahuwah your father or God your father in this way. For every abomination to Yahuwah which and God he hates. They even burned their sons and daughters in the fires and sacrificed them to God, other gods. So he's speaking of what's going on now. It says, Whatsoever I command you, be careful to observe and do it. You will add to it, nor take away from my word. So he tells you here. 
number 1515. One ordinance will be for you, the ordinance. Uh, you of the congregation and for the stranger who sojourns with you as an ordinance forever without your generation as you are so will the stranger be in front of Yahuwah so he said no matter what ordinance there is we all are part of the father's family and we all have to follow the family of God that's what it means Exodus twelve forty nine. one law or Torah will be for the native born and for the stranger who dwells among you. So one law. In the past, you had two different laws. You had the law of Nagahide, and then you had the Torah. Your Jews followed the Torah. Your your non-Jews followed the Nagahide in order to become like the Jewish people. But now this law is gone, revealing the true law that's written on our hearts and minds which is the Torah. It's life-giving. That was his plan. So, and that was Numbers 5, 5, 15, 16. And then we go to Isha or Isaiah 56, 1. This is what Yahuwah or God says. Keep the judgments and do, the ju and do them justly. For my salvation is near, so to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. So he's telling us here, but he's coming soon. But he doesn't say how soon. And that his righteousness will be revealed to all soon. Okay. So let's go on and see what he says further. In Malachi or Malachi 4, he says, For behold, the day comes that will burn like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wicked, will stumble the day that will come will burn them up says yahuwah or god of hosts and it will leave them neither rooted nor branched at all interesting he would say that number two but for you who rev rever reverence me and my name the light of righteousness will arise with healing in the wings and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. So he's saying we will be rejoiceful in those times. And you will tread down the wicked, for they will be ash under the soles of your feet. In that day that I will do this, says Yahuwah or God of hosts, remember the Torah of Moshe, my servant, or the law which I command you through him in Horeb and all Israel with the statutes and judgments accordingly. Behold, I will send Elisha, or Elisha, the Torah and the prophets. So he's sending somebody that is in the like manner of Elisha with the Torah and the prophets, which is the strength, strength of Yahuwah, or God before the coming of the great day and the dreadful day of Yahuwah or God and in it and in it will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers before I come and strike the earth with the curse Cherim or Cherim is what he calls it utter 
destruction in the day of Yahuwah or God. So he's telling us that in that day, there'll be a prophet arise that has the spirit of Elijah on them first. Your second one will be like Moshe. So we're seeing that here as how his children, he favors them. And that applies to the Esther anointing. Isha or Isaiah 2, 2 and 3. It will come to pass in the last days that the mountains promotions, the house of Yahuwah, God, will be established in the chief of the nations and will be raised above all congregations and will and all nations will eventually flow to it. Interesting. And in Matthew 24, 21 and 22, it states there, and then there will be a great tribulation such as has not come to pass since the beginning of the world to this day, nor ever will be. No, nor ever will be. And 22, and unless those days be shortened, there would no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And in Malachi, or Malachi, 1, 3 through 5, it states, And I hate Esau. I have laid waste his mountains and left his inheritance from the jack from the jackals of the wilderness. Though Edom says we are destitute, but we will return and rebuild the desolate places, but I will throw them down. They will call them that bounds of wickedness, the people against who Yahuwah has indignation for. You, uh, your own eyes will see this, and you will say, "Say, magnify, magnified is Yahuwah, even beyond the bounds of Israel." Interesting that he would have that in his structure. So he's saying here, basically, listen to me. I give you favor, but you're going to see this prophecy of Edom and this prophecy of Esau come to pass. That Esau would be hated and Edom would do something strange. But yet they are destitute. But they will return and try to rebuild a desolate place. And he will throw it down. God will throw it down. And they will call them that bounds of the wickedness. The people against whom Yahuwah has indignation for. And he's saying that your own eyes will see these things happen. Okay, so again, we see God's prominence in things. Then we go to Micaiah 4, okay, 1 and 2. It says, but in the last days it will come to pass that the mountain of promotion, so he talks about promotion again, of the house of Yahuwah, or God, will be established in the chief of the nations, chief of the nations or the top of the mountains it will be above all congregations and all people will eventually flow to it and then it goes on with Micaiah 1 5 but for all people walk each in the name of his own gods but we will walk in the name of Yahuwah our father forever and ever and then two states and many nations will come and say come and let us go up to the mountain 
uplift of Yahuwah, or God, and to the house of the father of Yaakov, or Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk walk his path, because the Torah or law will depart from Zion, or Zion, and the word of Yahuwah, or God, from Jerusalem, or Jerusalem, in this case. And then there's another verse that pertains to that favor of Jacob. And I saw another Malecha, a queen, a king, a messenger, an anointed one, an angel, ascend from the east, flying or going west, having the seal, the seal of the living father, living. And he cried with a loud voice. To the four Malekha, or, or Malekim, queens, kings, messengers, anointed one, angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the seas. Hmm, interesting. And in Zechariah 5, 1, we see this again. And then again, I raised my eyes and looked and beheld a flying scroll. So here we see this same analogy of the flying scroll. Then in Revelation 7, 1, and after these things, I saw four Malekha, which are queens, kings, messengers, anointed ones, or angels, standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, so that winds could not blow on the seas, nor on any tree. And these four winds and angels represent war, uh, which later on we see in the seals that each one of them is released according to the history of man. Revelations 14, 6 through 10 states, and 6, And I saw another Malekha, queen, angel, messenger, anointed one, or an angel, flying in the midst of heaven, having an everlasting message to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people, saying with a loud voice, Remember Yahuwah, or God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him who made heaven and earth and the seas and the fountains of the waters. Interesting. And we have not got through that yet. Uh, and we're going to go through this on the last half. And we'll be right back in just a few minutes. And I'll explain this again. Hello, everybody. Welcome. So... Tonight is the last night that we will be reviewing Chapter 2. Um, I plan to start next Friday, Chapter 3 and Chapter 4, back to back. I'm going to shorten them a little bit so we can get into, let's see, when is fasting and prayer? Um, ah, good. Chapter 4 is Awakening Your Destiny. Chapter 3 is the power of the perfume. The rule of the scepter and fasting starts in chapter 5. So those are our three next ones that I'm going to condense together. Um, I'm doing that so we can end this series before Prisach. Um, I'll probably put it out prior so you have access to it on both ends. So let's finish these last two pages and then we will call the rest of it, and then I will read chapter three 
the remaining of chapter two. So Kiefer explains a similar attribute where the time has come that judgment must be made for the house of Yahuwah or God. And if it first begins with us, what will end the end be for those who do not obey the message of Yahuwah? So here we can see as we go along, it talks about the message and he goes back to his word. And then we start getting into Revelations 13 and what he says there and so forth. It talks about the mystery of Babylon and so forth and whatever else that he explains in the footstools and so forth. So we end that there. So now we are going to go in our book and read uh, the next release. And it says, God's favor releases out overcoming grace in the midst of every great greater possibility. And this is seen in Joshua 11.20. And God's favor will cause the yoke of poverty to be broken and cause retroactive payment of riches to release in your life. And that's in Exodus 3.21. And God's favor will cause you to prosper in the world system. And that's Exodus 1236 which we just went over God's favor brings protection for you and your family from the crisis of destruction and that's in Genesis and we read 6 7 through 8 and God's favor causes the prevention of preservation of life and invokes his inviting presence that's in Job 12 10 12 um, God's favor brings promotion even when you're you seeing to the least likely to receive it. And that's in 1 Samuel 16, 22. And we read Esther 2, or Hadassah, 7 through 9. That's another example. And it just goes on and on, talking about your assignment, um, prominence in treatment, uh, petitioning and granting of requests, and then God's favor for advantages. What blocks the favor? Pretty much rebellion, pride. And against God's instructions, that's what I brought to you, and disobedience. A woman appointed by God, we cannot afford to operate outside God's favor. Understanding the importance of maintaining a quiet, gentle, and submissive spirit, the eyes of God always allow us to be trusted with high honor and favor in the kingdom. And she goes on to explain it in Psalms 119, 58-60. It says, I entreat you. I entreat your favor with a whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your way, world, word. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimony. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Um, the key favors she wants to share is they are apostles and prophets who served alongside me through the Impact Network. Um, these were some of the favors, and then she left with that staff note. Uh, the first amendment and prayers. Um, basically, the root of it is reaching higher heights, outcoming possibilities, obtaining success, teaching new models, and supporting the next generation. That's the important part of it with roots. Declaration and prayer. So now we are going to read this, and it says, I proclaim. That in this year of favor of the Lord, that it is set time of favor for the Lord to be manifested in my life. 
I am growing in stature, wisdom, and increasing favor in being multiplied to me. <clears throat> Let the favor of the Lord open the doors of my assignment to, to no man can shut. I receive preferential treatment, goodwill, and advantages towards success in every area of my life. Let the favor of the Lord surround me as a shield. Let the spirit of favor compel men to assist me in my destiny. The Lord of the earth extends the scepter of favor towards me, and I have all the financial resources to accomplish the purpose of God. Leaders and heads of state show kind regards towards me. Their hearts are open to hear and grant my request. I have favor with everyone assigned to my destiny. I receive life and favor from the Most High Yahuwah or God. And the scripture basis she gives is out of Psalms 5 1, Psalms 84 11, Proverbs 3 1 4, and 8 33 35, uh, Esther 2, which we read, and Psalms 75 67. And Psalms 41.11, which talks about having favor with your enemies. So now we have a prayer. And I encourage you to bow your head as I speak it aloud. I speak it over myself. And I'm going to say, Lord, my prayer to you is for a time of favor. In your abundant, graceful love, Yahuwah or God, answer with me your sure mercies. Lord or Adonai, grant me your favor in every situation, assignment to restrict my purposes and hinder my advancement. Adonai or Lord, cause every wicked device to be broken, but your goodness to obtain favor. Lord, I thank you for the favor to complete my assignment in the earth. You are connected connecting me with key people who will unlock and, and advance your purpose in my life. Adonai, let my life carry the fragrance of favor. Adonai, you are my son and shield. You bestow upon me favor and honor. There is no good thing withheld from me. Adonai, our Lord, I thank you for your supernatural increase of promotion. Let your presence and your care preserve and protect me. In the name of Yahshua's name. I pray. Amen. So there is a prayer. And next week we will be looking at the power of the perfume. And it's just going to be short, sweet, and simple. There's not much in it, per se. We will touch on the awakening of your destiny. That will be included. And then we get into chapter 5. Rule and reign with the scepter of prayer and fasting. So next week is chapter five. We completed chapter two this week. Um, I'm not going to go any further. I'm trying to keep it short and simple. We completed chapter two. So I will be working on chapter four, five, and six in combination. And I've got other books that we will be touching on along with prayer and fasting. It's very important. And we will have a whole section on prayer and fasting. So I'm going to say adieu, both you. And out there in my podcast viewers, pray for our nation, pray for the world, pray for America, pray for Israel, and pray for Jerusalem. 
they really need it right now what's going on over there it's getting very hot intensive and i'm gonna leave you this evening here and there and i wish you the best and i love you guys may god protect you may god grant you the things that you wanted and monday is our prayer session so be prepared love you and bye love you guys and bye